What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Just a fantastic day of NFL football. Really, obviously some disappointments out there, especially the Jacksonville-San Francisco game. But this was a really, really fun Sunday. Kyler Murray is back. Certainly looked like Kyler Murray. Had two almost touchdowns, or he would have had a huge game. Clayton Toon! Clayton Toon! What?! Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was really some great stuff out there. I'm very happy to sit back and watch football today and now even happier to sit back and talk about it for the next hour or so with Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, and eventually Jamie Eisenberg. Woo. You know, Heath, I, I don't think you were being sarcastic before the show. You said like, what a great day you were. We are being serious, right? It was awesome. I, I was being serious, Adam. It was a fantastic day of football, starting off with Mac Jones versus Gardner Minshew, <laughs> ending up with Geno Smith and Sam Howell dueling down the stretch. It was and everything in between. It was fantastic. Dave, what stood out to you? What stood out to me was that we had a second good week in a row. I thought last week was good. This week was better. Not a ton of major injuries that will crush us. Instead, just... Some bad performances. We definitely have so much to get to, but a lot of exciting football. This is why fantasy is great. It connects us even further with the game. It makes us feel good when we win. It sucks when we lose, but we get to watch it all happen, and we care so much. It's It, it really helped just make everything great today. One thing that wasn't great, the number three wide receiver this week was started in only 15% of leagues. So that's disappointing. You know what I'm talking about? Noah Brown. Noah Close, but not not Noah Brown, no. Noah Close. Yeah. <laughs> Noah Brown. Where's Noah Brown on this list? He should be up there. He He's score? one of the winners this week. Uh, he did not score. So, But he had like 22 fantasy points. What was the number? Th- uh, Brandon. I mean, everybody Brandon in the Cook. Dallas game outscored him. Brandon Cooks is who I was talking about. Oh, yeah. 55% rostered game. and 15% started. Um, all right, let's get to it. Biggest winner, biggest loser. Dave, who's the biggest winner from Fantasy Week 10? 
Remember, my winners and losers are guys whose fantasy values change. And and maybe in the case of Brock Purdy, fantasy managers weren't sure what to do with him. The last three games were not great for him. This one was a Jacksonville defense that had been playing pretty well going into their bye. They came out of their bye. They did not look good against the 49ers offense. That had Trent Williams at left tackle. That had Debo Samuel back on the field. Ayuk looked good. Kittle had a monster catch. It was a great throw by Brock Purdy on that play. And then he also connected with the not-so-great throw to Brandon Ayuk, but it was a touchdown. And then the short touchdown late in the game to Kyle Juszczyk. No touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey, but three for Brock Purdy, top 12 quarterback as we move forward. It's Tampa Bay next week. That's a good matchup. And Purdy and Jameis Winston both reminding us, always throw across your body into traffic, into the end zone, in football. It always works out. Heath, who's your biggest winner? It's got to be Trey McBride for me. Like You should be throwing a little bit of party if you picked up Trey McBride off your waiver wire. The term league-winning tight end waiver wire edition is not one that we get to use every season, but it absolutely looks true with Trey McBride. He's a top four or five tight end rest of season. We saw him in his first game with Kyler Murray. Eight catches, 131 yards, nine targets. Was Freaking spectacular. You wouldn't have said that about him last week, though. Clayton Toon. Well, it's because he was playing with Clayton Toon. And against the Browns. I hear you. I hear you. So we're going to wipe that one from our memory. And if we do that, then his last two games without Clayton Toon and with different quarterbacks, 18 catches, 226 yards. I tell you what, just leave that one in there. And let's talk about the three games without Zach Ertz. And he's still a top five tight end rest of season. Like just he, include He's really great. I, yeah. I know you're thrilled about that one because you were ahead of that pretty much than everybody. Well, you know, you talked about like your winners are people whose fantasy value changed for the better and your losers are people whose fantasy value changed for the worse. My winners are guys who I liked who did well and my losers are guys who I didn't like who did bad. So we can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, like I think McBride was a maybe start going into this week and now he's coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. He he is must must. don't even think about it. Yeah. He's the, he's awesome. Texans. He's got the Texans next week. They play (laughs) his own coverage. Lots of underneath throws. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah. And you know, the stat I always brought up in the regular season, the, why we say greater late is over the last five seasons, half of the tight, half of the tight ends who finished top 10 were drafted in round 10 or later. It's something like that. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Uh, for forty, I have forty-eight percent of the top five were drafted of the, over the last. Who cares? Whatever. It, that's what always happens. I don't know if he's going to have enough time. He'll probably have enough time to finish top five if he has a big second half surge. But obviously, he got a late start. But uh, McBride is going to be one of those guys that was either drafted in round ten or later, or picked up as a free agent. That's going to be great for you at tight end. All right, biggest loser, Heath. You want to start here? I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Um, like I, what I said this morning and, and most of the week was like, let's get some validation of what we saw last week. And we did not receive that. In fact, AJ Dillon was awesome as a rusher, had twice as many rushing yards as Aaron Jones, despite having four fewer carries. Jones didn't do anything with his targets and Dillon had three targets in the passing game. I think that Aaron Jones, I was hoping that after this game, we could elevate him into that borderline top 12 must start running back discussion where we don't have to think about him anymore. I think he's very much in the low end number two running back discussion where we have to think about him every single week. Well, I just thought that I was really excited about him. So I'll own that own this, this L 
But that's why I chose him as a. As a I know. Loser. I'm well aware. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't discouraged, though, by his role. I'm just surprised that he didn't do more with it. I just thought he had a bad game. But if he's going to, you know, again, what, six targets? So that's four straight weeks where he's very involved in the passing game. You know, they set up a really nice screen for him on a trick play, and he dropped the ball. thought that could have been a, a fairly big gain. He just didn't ha- He just had a bad game. But he is... Uh, do you have the snaps, Dave? Because I, I I've like got he, the snaps for everybody. Yeah, I feel like he's... What are, what are the snaps here? What's the split between him and Dylan? He played 57% of the snaps. Dylan played 48%. I feel like yeah. they were farther apart last week. Yeah, they were. Uh, half sure. the third down snaps and third, fourth down snaps, 9 of 18 for Jones, which I think means 9 of 18 for Dylan. I'd have to double check. And half the snaps inside the 10, and 2 of 4 for Jones. I think that means 2 of 4 for Dylan. Yeah, it's it was basically a split closer to even. Okay. Well, that's a little discouraging, but he had more carries and he had all the targets at the, well, Dylan had a big catch late in the game, um, but he had six targets to three for Dylan. So he yeah. had two thirds of the target. They still, but still it's, it's 13 carries and six targets. That's pretty good. It's not great. Um, but I, I don't think he was as big of a loser as you think he was. I just think I'm surprised that he was as bad with the touches as he was, but fine. And I, that's, it was, it was that's part of what I'm factoring into it. If he had been this bad and A.J. Dillon had run the ball nine times for 25 yards like he normally does, then I would have thought the trend's probably going to keep going towards Jones. Now I think there's a little uncertainty. All right, There's uncertainty, and the offense just isn't putting up points. How many games in a row has it been where they haven't scored more than 20? It's four, five, six, seven games. Seven straight weeks that the Green Bay Packers haven't scored more than 20 points in a game. Yeah. All right, biggest loser for Dave. I gave you Derrick Henry as a loser, but I'm kicking him out. He's a loser, but he's not the biggest loser. The biggest loser among running backs is easily Tony Pollard. In a matchup against the Giants where he should have had a monster game and nearly had a touchdown, 15 carries, 55 yards, and literally watched everybody else on the Cowboys (laughs) score a touchdown. He did not score, okay? Lamb had a rushing touchdown along with a receiving touchdown. Brandon Cook's monster game and a touchdown. Michael Gallup had a touchdown. Jake Ferguson had a touchdown. Dak Prescott ran for a touchdown. Ezekiel Elliott probably would have Rico scored. Daddle, did you say Rico Daddle? Rico Daddle, Rico Daddle had a touchdown. touchdown. Rico Daddle had a garbage time touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Michael yeah. Irvin had a touchdown. <laughs> Everybody had a touchdown. It's it's preposterous what's going on. There were some runs that he had that he looked good. The snap share when Dak Prescott was on the field is awesome for Tony Pollard. He played 90% of the snaps. He yeah. had every snap on third and fourth down. He had every snap inside the 10. This should have been a game where he should have had 15 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown and maybe some catches on top of it. He didn't get it. You are getting a look at the identity of this Dallas Cowboys offense. It is running through Dak Prescott. Tony Pollard is going to be no better than a middle-of-the-pack RB2 moving forward. If that, I am very frustrated. I'm disappointed. I love the guy. Uh, he, he gets Carolina next. I will say that he's doing very well in my point per snap share when the starting quarterback is playing league. Like he's super awesome in that league. Well, what do you do again, with them? Heath, we're right back where we were at 915 this morning. Because I turned to you and I said, what do we do with this guy? If he has a bad game against the Giants, we're going to start him next, on week the Panthers the Panthers. next week. Yeah, we're going to start him next week. Right, but is he going to be top 12? Pro- probably not. I'm right. not going to rank him there on principle, which is a bad reason to not rank anybody anywhere. But it's it's he wasn't, so yeah. frustrating. I mean, look, Bijan, who's on a bye next? We got some some good running backs on bye. We got Bijan, we got Kamara on a bye. 
uh, two other teams. I don't, it doesn't really matter. But I Jonathan to, Taylor's on Jonathan, by. Right, Ramondre right. Stevenson's on by. So, you know, watching him all year and obviously today, I just kind of came to the conclusion that if Tony Pollard's going to be good in a given week, he's almost almost certainly going to have to score. Because he's just not... That's where we're at. He's just yeah. not an explosive player this year. It's just weird. And he hasn't scored since week one. All right. Uh, by the way, Rico Dowdle, I think, at least deserves a look on waivers. He's 14% rostered. And he's got, you know, as you guys would say, some juice. Um, like Keaton Mitchell, who somehow only got three carries, even though one of them went for like 30-plus yards at a touchdown. He played only three snaps in the second half. There's a reason why he's not on the winner list. All right, uh, we've got uh, great content for you throughout the week. Check out Sportsline. There, it's a it's a pay site, but you can get your first month for a dollar if you use the promo, promo code, code Richard. Promo code Richard or promo code Heath, and uh, you get gambling advice there. You get DFS advice. You get what? You, what do you have? You have up to Heath's projections, Dave's strength of schedule, Dynasty trade charts. Dynasty trade, Dynasty chart. trade chart is huge. Go to Sportsline.com and check it all out. You'll love it. Uh, news and notes, Derek Carr going into a bye. He left with a concussion and a shoulder injury in the third quarter. He will be their starter when he's healthy. He is hopeful that it will be after the bye in Week 12 at Atlanta. Atlanta also lost their starting quarterback today. I don't know. I guess call him a starter. The guy who started the game, Taylor Heineke, he left with a hamstring injury. So those two teams lose lose games, lose their quarterback, go into their bye week on a down note. Keenan Allen left with a shoulder injury, came back, and I think he left again. I think he came back again, and I think he's fine. Michael Thomas played one series, I believe, uh, left in the first quarter with a knee injury. Deshaun Watson gutted it out, won the game, maybe the best game of the week. It was phenomenal, and uh, he's clearly playing hurt, though. He's You can see him working his shoulder throughout the game. So Deshaun Watson, it is what it is. I mean, he looked so bad last week, and I definitely thought there was some improvement this week. Just kind of, I seemed like he had a little more zip, a little more. He just still misses throws that Deshaun Watson never missed, and he misses yeah. them by like six feet. Yeah, um, but he's still working out that shoulder. Mac Jones was benched. You think he's? You think Zappy's the starter in Week Twelve? They're going on a bye. Yeah, I, I think so. I he's not any good. No. You got to go play Malik Cunningham for a couple of weeks and see what happens. Uh, they they already went down that road. I don't think they're going back. Do you think Bill Belichick's the coach in week 12? Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Colts had a couple of injuries on their defensive line. Quiddy Pay in the first quarter and also DeForest Buckner. I think he came back, but I'm not sure. Alexander Madison left with a concussion, and that'll bring us... We'll get to the waiver wire in a second, but it could be Ty Chandler as your number one guy at Denver next week, then Chicago. Madison with the concussion. At the time of Madison's injury, they both had eight carries. Chandler had 40 yards. Madison had 27. He looked better. This is another running back that we were ahead of the curve on. Hopefully you guys picked him up. It was um, not just an embarrassing blowout loss for the Giants, but they got so beat up. Jalen Hyatt left with a concussion, and three defensive starters left with injuries as well. So keep that in mind for Sam Howell. Even though he was terrible against the Giants a few weeks ago, he could be facing a much, much different version of that defense in Week 11. Um, Cleveland lost two starters in their secondary. Safety, Juan Thornhill and Denzel Ward. I have no idea the severity of these injuries. I do know the severity of one big one, though. Pittsburgh linebacker, Quan Alexander. This is the second straight week, I think, because Cole Holcomb was last week. Correct. Uh, second straight week, they've lost their defensive play caller. 
so that's a tough break for them. He tore his Achilles, is out for the season. Jacksonville cornerback Tyson Campbell, Baltimore cornerback Marlon Humphrey, Minnesota Minnesota cornerback Caleb Evans. These are all starting corners. And Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints, all starting cornerbacks that left with injuries. We'll keep an eye on it. Early waiver wire, guys. Heath, uh, Dave, who you got some names for the early waiver wire as we try to jump ahead here? Do, do, do we get to say DeMario Douglas one more week? Yeah, well, he's on a bye. But, it's up, you know. but I, I still, still think you should yeah, add him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had I mean, what, Ty Chandler. Yards? Chandler absolutely is going to be toward the top of the list. Okay, Demario Douglas, Ty Chandler, and then we'll see if Josh Dobbs, what was Josh Dobbs' roster percentage? 79%. Sam Howell at 90%. So these guys are getting gobbled up here. Um, Rico Dowdle. Oh, how about Noah Brown? What do you guys think about Noah Brown? Is this legit 43% rostered? He had 153 yards and a touchdown last week. He has 172 yards this week. He's caught 13 of 14 targets over those two games. Yeah, I, I, I believe he's been working as the number three receiver for the Texans when Nico's healthy. And I think he's handling the slot role a little bit more. And he seems like a go-to guy for Stroud. And what I would have told you before this game was that the Texans can't run the ball. They can protect their quarterback and CJ Stroud can make throws. But in this game, we saw Devin Singletary turn back the clock. It's 2021 all over again. And he's kicking butt. Maybe they can run the ball a little bit. The offensive line played really well for Houston. I think that made a difference. And C.J. Stroud's just amazing. So now here we are. We're buying into C.J. Stroud. We should. He's If you watch him play, he makes throws every quarter that just makes you go, wow. And so you want to get receivers connected to him. Maybe this starts to flatten a little bit between Collins and Dell and Brown and Schultz. And they all end up getting somewhere in between five to eight targets per game. Yep. Somewhere in that range. And it might not be amazing for them, but Noah Brown is still somebody that you're going to want to have on your roster. At least as a number three receiver, bye week receiver, stuff like that. I hope Nico is not the number three receiver. So I think, Dave, that I'm looking at the slot percentage for this week. Noah Brown only played 27% of the snaps in the slot, but sure. I, I am pretty sure that was a Nico thing because he has been the slot guy when Nico and Tank Dell have been helping. You have it for the other guys, for Woods and Mechie? Mechie was the slot guy, 67%. Woods, uh, 45, 45%. I guess he, he probably didn't run that many routes. Can you put it in context with the number of routes there. Oh, no, it was Mechie who didn't run that many routes. Sorry. Right, that's what I thought. I so, thought Mechie worked as the number four. Yeah, yeah. So Woods was the primary slot guy. He played about half his snaps in the slot. He played 26. He ran 26 routes. Dell ran 40. Noah Brown ran 33. Dalton Schultz ran 34 routes. Um, okay, those are your early waiver wire uh, uh, dudes. Demar- 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 Football <laughs> players. Yeah. Demario, Doug- Demario Douglas, Ty Chandler, and Noah Brown. I loved the 30-yard catch by Demario Douglas at the end of the first half in Hail Mary time. But you know who didn't? Mac Jones did not love that. He was like, they were like, uh, why'd you run that play? He's like, I have no clue. We had two seconds left. We needed 60 yards. Uh, he did not, was not a fan. Um, all right, we'll take a break. When we come back, buy or sell on Calvin Ridley, Lamar Jackson, and the Steelers running backs, and the Lions running backs, I believe I have one in here for as well. Um, and then we will do some winners and losers and get into the game. So we'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. Sunday night. Buy or sell time. This is from the listeners the or the viewers, wherever you are, the audience on Twitter. From the- Jim. Well, I, I mean, they're audience members. but We don't technically know if they are listeners or viewers. They're followers of yours. I assume they're audience members. <laughs> who, who would follow me if you were an audience member? Fair. What, what a terrible choice that would be. Uh, buy or sell, Calvin Ridley, two catches, 20 yards on three targets, is droppable. I'll sell that he's droppable, but I'll buy that he's not somebody you feel good starting anymore. I actually got this question separately on Twitter, and I thought it was ridiculous. I, I've i been a little Calvin Ridley skeptical, but there is no chance I'd drop him. At the very worst, he's a boom-bust number three. Now, when it, you got it on Twitter, do you think that was an audience member or just like some No, that was just a follower. <laughs> okay. Sportsline subscriber. There you go. Uh, Calvin Ridley, yeah, he, he did. Hey, don't take this away from him. He drew two pass interferences on deep balls in this game. But I don't think we have to ask Ridley or, or Kirk anymore. Just no. Yes. From Michael, buy or sell. The Lions running backs are better than the Dolphins running backs. Combined by? Like you can you can pick two for the rest of the season. This is one where I might want to see who they play the rest of the season. I I think I I think I might take the Lions. I, I was ri- ridiculous on Twitter today. I you know, Jameer Gibbs had the oh, goal yeah. line touchdown, and then David Montgomery got stuffed at the goal line, and then Jameer Gibbs had the goal line touchdown, and I thought it was over for David Montgomery, and I tweeted something to that effect, and then he had a 75-yard right. run. That was maybe the greatest run of his career, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, that juke move 25 yards downfield was maybe the greatest move of David Montgomery's career. How about Montgomery making a run like we expect Gibbs yeah. to make, and Gibbs having runs that we expect Montgomery to make, and that's yeah. going to make the whole backfield kind of a headache but if i've got to if i have the chance to carry both those guys i feel like they can both be reliable starters for the rest of the way strong offensive line i just peeked at their schedule two of their next three games or two of their next four games sorry are against the bears they also have the nice. packers in there the broncos in there the bears are not a good matchup for runners i think they will be when it comes to the lions well, i think they're the going I mean, to run the ball a ton you kind of got to feel like they can run on just about anyone, but Gibbs, Gibbs did have the catches. Montgomery pretty much never gets targeted. It wouldn't be me if I didn't try to take something away from David Montgomery. He Please. very, very well may have stepped out of bounds on that touchdown. Excellent. I was, <laughs> now, see what I was expecting, because we've had four years now of David Montgomery never has runs longer than whatever the yardage is, 15 or 20 or 12 or whatever yards. 
And so I assumed today we would get, well, if you take away the 75 yard run, no. it wasn't actually that good. But here's uh, the thing we have to bring this up because I, I, you know, Jamie mentioned this on the live stream this morning that you guys talked to Tom Spencer and that he said that they were going to split series at the beginning of the game, which I think it, it which is why Jameer Gibbs stayed in at the goal line in those series. So right. it, 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 just so everyone knows, it wasn't like Gibbs came in as a goal linebacker or Montgomery came in as a goal linebacker. I'm pretty sure it was just those were their series. I think it was the first three series of the game for them. Gibbs, then Monty, then Gibbs. Is that right? I believe so. And they both... They it might all, have been Monty, then Gibbs, then Monty, then Gibbs. Okay, so maybe they didn't do anything on their first drive. I don't know. But they each got goal line work because that was their series. That's at least how I interpreted it. Um, don't know what will happen going forward. Now, here's the last question on this. And we'll move on. Detroit running backs, Miami running backs, who's number one rest of season? Gibbs. I think I'll still say, you said Miami running backs? I did. I think I'll still say HN. Lamar Jackson is not a must-start quarterback. This is from McCoy. Buy or sell. Lamar Jackson now three straight games um, with fewer than... 15 points? Okay, it's 20, 20 or fewer in five of his last six, 14 or fewer in four of his last six games. Uh, not a must-start anymore. I think he's joined the Gabe Davis All-Stars, um, but I am not going to sit him if I have him. Because I still think he could score 45 in a game next week. He did finally get his first touchdown pass of more than 20 yards, which was to Odell Beckham. But again, he's running backs just keep scoring. Gus had the goal line touchdown. Mitchell had the long touchdown run. Dave, buy or sell Lamar Jackson, not a must-start quarterback. I'll buy it. Oh. You can consider some other quarterbacks ahead of him, but man, you're taking a risk every time you do it. I feel like every week it's either 15 fantasy points or 33 fantasy points when it comes to Lamar Jackson. The problem is that there's been too many with a round 15, and the Ravens do need to get their pass game in better shape than where it's been the past few weeks. But they're, they're finding ways to win games by running the ball. This week, they probably should have been a little bit more aggressive in the fourth quarter. I don't think they were. And uh, and the Browns found a way to, to beat them. The second interception, I wouldn't put on Lamar. The first one, though, I absolutely would. It was a really bad throw. Yeah. Um, it was right. At, you talk about the underthrown ball at the sideline. Yeah. It was right. And it might have been a took, miscommunication with the well, receiver, but. It, it just it did not look good. He took a huge hit the play before on the sideline, and I do wonder if that had anything to do with it, but it was a bad interception nonetheless. Um, all right, last one from Alex Rosenberg. Buy or sell, the Steelers have two startable running backs. This is another team that might be morphing into a running team. I'm going to buy it. Uh, it's easier to buy it in PPR and maybe half PPR than non-PPR, but we've seen that offensive line now for two straight games really do a nice job. And Najee now, I think it's – how many PPR points did he have in this game? We're looking at it right now. There it is, 18. So that means he's had at least 15 PPR points in three of his past four. Warren's been running really well. He had 88 rushing yards last week. Now he had 101. Guess who played more snaps today? Week 10, NFL season, Steelers backfield. Yeah, I'm going to go with Warren. You are. He sh he did. It was very close. But we're we're seeing that backfield A be a little more even Steven between these two and B they're both effective. They they're they're making some good changes and they need to do it. It helps their offense. It hurts Deontay Johnson, it hurts George Pickens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I I do think the Steelers run game will be uh I think they're on the right track. Let's just put it that way. Tough matchup next week at Cleveland. 
So we definitely do not buy it for next week. I don't know. Rank I think they might be one of those teams backs. that might be able to run on the majority of defenses. So I will sell. Okay. Well, right. here's the big difference. Right, they've played five games and they had to buy. Now they've played four games. Najee Harris in his last four games has eight carries inside the ten yard line, and he has mm-hmm. scored on three of them in the first five games of the season. Six weeks, five games. He had one carry inside the ten yard line. Their offense is not playing great by any means, but it is certainly playing better, setting them up for more touchdown situations. Additionally, he's catching the ball. I mean, he's not a third down back, but they're just throwing to him more often. So that is helpful. But they're scoring 19.3 points per game in their last four games, which really isn't that good. But it's better than the 13 points per game they averaged, taking away some defensive scores in the first five games of the season. Um, all right. Winners and losers. Heath, uh, you've got Trey McBride, and you've got Ty Chandler and Devin Singletary. We've already talked about McBride, who's 79% roster. needs to be 100%. But Ty Chandler and Devin Singletary um, are both are out there in a lot of leagues, actually. And uh, what do you think going for? Who would you prefer? Well, I think it's telling that the touches were closer, were so close before the injury, and that McBride was actually more effective. And we heard early in the season, Dave, I don't remember what week it was, that even when after the Vikings had acquired Cam Akers, that Ty Chandler was someone they thought would matter for them in the second half of the season, that they expected to get him involved later in the year. And so I think this was always kind of part of their plan. He's obviously a a must-add guy, and we'll see where it goes. We haven't seen a lot of guys get through the concussion protocol in the first week they went into it. Um, And I think Singletary now is somebody you have to hold and see what the split with Damian Pierce is again. Probably what we learned here, and you could see it in some of the efficiency metrics, is that the Bengals' defense, while it's pretty good against the pass, is not very good against the run. Um, But... We'd also seen the Texans really struggle to run against the Panthers. So this was still a step forward. Even if it was running well against a bad run defense, they'd been bad against a bad run defense in the past. Right. Like it definitely a step forward, but I would be careful making any definitive statements about the Texans run game because I don't, I don't think we'll see Singletary get 30 carries in a game again, especially if Damian Pierce is healthy and they do face the Cardinals next week. Yeah, I know. And that, that should be a very, very, very good matchup for them. Doesn't like, mean he's going to get 30 carries. Doesn't mean he's going to average five yards per carry. We'll see. I'll certainly like him better. I'll, I'll like him a lot if there's no Damian Pierce. I, I, that's what I was going to say. If if you told me that next week Damian Pierce is out, oh, he's I would start Devin Singletary over the Steelers running backs next week. Oh, am I ready to do that? Maybe. Maybe. All right. I, I can't say for sure that I would because I just I, I can't ignore what he was like before this week. Right. Just like I can't ignore that Ty Chandler, like there's a reason why he was third on the Vikings depth chart for for the the entire season until this week. And he's going to get the opportunity to be the lead guy because we don't think Madison will clear the concussion protocol and play. And it's a great matchup next Sunday at this time when the Vikings play at the Denver Broncos. Um, I was hoping that he'd be a little bit more efficient as a runner. He did have a lot of runs that looked great. His touchdown run was a direct snap, I believe, that he took in from two yards out. Uh, pretty much went untouched. He's he's got he's got some speed to him. Certainly could be more efficient down the line than Alexander Madison. Um, will he completely displace Alexander Madison? I think once Madison's okay from the concussion protocol, the thing you've got to worry about is these guys end up being 
in a 50-50 split, which is where we were headed with Cam Akers before Akers got hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's got maybe an audition at Denver, Ty Chandler, next week. With mm-hmm. pro- You would have to think Madison unlikely to play. Right. Dave's winners are Brock Purdy, Jerome Ford, who had 17 carries for 107 yards and one catch for two yards. It was a big catch late in the game at Baltimore. Uh, and Noah Brown. Um, Ford was only started in 46% of leagues. Brown was started. It was rostered in 43% of leagues, started in 25. So what do you think about Ford and Noah Brown? You can add Noah Brown to the list of wide receivers to pick up off the waiver wire because he's going to absolutely be on fire. And this wasn't his only big game. So I think that we could look at him. I think I already said it, like a wide receiver three, bi-week replacement, flex guy, connected to a good passing offense. I'm, I'm really impressed with the Texans and what they're doing on offense. This was a big game for them. And I'm impressed with what Jerome Brown, Jerome Ford did um, running for 107 yards and 17 carries against a good Ravens defense. I would expect him to probably have maybe not quite as good of efficiency next week uh, against the Steelers could be tough. But then after that, it's the Broncos, it's the Rams, Jaguars, bears, Texans, jets in week 17. Uh, I think Ford is a, a must start as an RB two until further notice. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't, I think I, I wouldn't say Kareem Hunt is the goal line back. But no, Kareem, but he he kind he, of is. He has like five rushing touchdowns in his last four games now. Right. I think he doesn't mm-hmm. get every single snap, but he gets a lot of them. Ford mm-hmm. actually had more than Hunt this week. More what? Snaps inside the ten. Let's get inside the five. <laughs> let's get let's bring it let's bring it in bring it in team. I got a bonus winner while you look that up. Bijan, we haven't even talked about it. Set loose, Bijan. How great was that? It was not good for uh, Drake London, but it was good for Bijan Robinson. Guys, pumped or what? Twenty-two carries, season high, one catch, which isn't great. Got a five-yard, I think, rushing touchdown. This was everything that fantasy managers wanted to see. This was awesome. No, no, we want targets too. Okay, fine, but this twenty-two <laughs> carries and the and the inside the right tenure, it work. Something got through. Maybe it was management, but something got through to Arthur Smith. I, I thought you were just going to say Bijan because the Falcons won. I thought we were just cheering every time the Falcons lost. They lost because the Falcons lost. They, yeah, they did lose. I we were just cheering. That's, that's what I meant. I thought we were just. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Cardinals uh, won. <laughs> it was a great win for the Giants. We got the Cardinals in the two-win club now. Jamie's here. What's up, Jamie? Hey guys, how we doing? Great. How are you? Good. We're all. We're just. We're pumped up. It's a wonderful day of football. Um, it's time for our losers. Losers. Dave's losers are Trevor Lawrence, 2.1 fantasy points. Derek Henry. Um, well, I kicked Henry out for Pollard. Tony. Well, fine. Well, now you get, now's your chance to talk about Henry. Right. Cause you already talked about Pollard. He did not lead the Titans in snap share among their running backs. It was Ty J Spears again. I think you could expect to see this moving forward when the Titans are trailing in a game as they were. But even when he did play, uh, do I have it right? 11 carries for 24 yards for Derrick Henry? Yes. Ew. That's not so good. And he even split snaps inside the 10, dead even, with Ty J Spears. I can't feel great about Derrick Henry. You're going to start him, but I think you're going to have RB2 expectations. He's at Jacksonville next week. We know what his history is against them. But you might want to wait for two weeks from now when he plays against Carolina to think about putting him back in as like a top 12. Who would be sitting him against the Jaguars? What do you mean? I don't think anybody's going to sit him. I think you just lower expectations for that game. Gotcha. 
Like, I think we're at the point now where if he gets you 12 PPR fantasy points, you're not going to dance in the streets, but you'll be like, all right, that's fine. You'll take it. But also Jacksonville can bounce back against this terrible Tennessee D and render the Titans into pass heavy mode. And that means that Derrick Henry is going to have under 50% of the snaps again. Yeah. Well, we've actually seen quite a bit of that this year. He's a guy who's been fairly game script dependent. When they win, he gets a lot of carries when they lose. He doesn't last week being an exception. They lost a very close game to the Steelers and he had 17 carries in that game. But when they get beat, like beat, you know, and they're really behind, it is actually bad for Derrick Henry and are, is that going to happen against Jacksonville? Well, we should talk about your other loser, Trevor Lawrence, who was under duress the entire game. They were Absolutely. completely outclassed by a much better football team, and he scored two points. And he's 97% roster, Dave, and he gets the Titans and then the Texans. Uh, but what do you think about Lawrence? Should we be dropping him? Uh, you could consider it if you've got another quarterback that you're ready to start. Remember, he hasn't had a 20-point fantasy game since week one. So to say, all right, he had a terrible game last week against the 49ers. He's going to bounce back this week against the Titans. That might be true, but his bounce back might mean 17 fantasy points, 18 fantasy points. It's it. I think it, it's going to start to get questioned in Jacksonville whether or not he can actually advance to being one of the top quarterbacks in the league like you expect a former number one overall pick to be. I, I am stunned that I'm looking at this right now. I, this can't even be right that the 49ers were only 18th in pressure rate this week. That just shocks me because it really. I don't know if those stats are trustworthy at this point. Okay. The game yeah. just ended hours I'll check, ago. I'll check later. I don't know if anybody's like completely reviewed it by now to get it, but maybe it is. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, and then Christian Watson, should we drop him? Yeah, you can drop Christian Watson. Um, all right. Sorry, I got to try to get Jamie involved here. Jamie, well, well hold on. let me tell you about Kareem Hunt inside the five, two of two. So you're right about that. He even leads. Remember, he didn't start the season with the Browns. He leads Browns running backs with snaps inside the five with 11. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, Heath, you're losers. We'll let you comment and then we'll let Jamie get in on that. DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Jones, and Deontay Johnson. You talked about Aaron Jones at the top of the show. So these two disappointing receivers, Hopkins with three for 27 on eight targets, Johnson with one catch for 17 yards on four targets. Yeah, and I don't really even know what to make of Deontay Johnson. I'm probably like we all pretty much ranked him as a top 12 wide receiver and he just fell flat on his face. So I'm probably going to go back to starting him for at least one more week. DeAndre Hopkins, this was terribly disappointing, mm -hmm. not just because of his stat line, but because of Will, the way Will Levis played in a matchup that we thought was just fantastic. You have to have, like, and I thought when Dave put Derrick Henry on the losers, it was because of how bad the Titans' offense is. I think you have to have concern with starting any Titans, except for you're going to start Henry against the Jacks, Jacksonville defense. I, I hate the fact that Hopkins had that three touchdown game two weeks ago because that's gonna that's what fueled us to start him last week against the Steelers and this week against the Bucks, especially this week against the Bucks because of what you said. He that matchup was so good, and now I, I now I think it goes back to where we had him before, which is probably in that wide receiver three range at best. All right, Jamie, your thoughts on Hopkins and Deontay Johnson. I'm going to throw this one out for Deontay Johnson. The Steelers actually ran the ball very well today, which is a, a rare occurrence. So I'm not too worried about him. Um, I think he'll have to be more involved next week against Cleveland. 
in a game where they're probably not going to have as much success running the ball. For Hopkins, I, I I think Dave hit it on the head. You know, the the three touchdown game kind of gave us a little bit reason for hope because of maybe better quarterback play. But for me this week, it was so much about the matchup. I mean, the the Tampa Bay Bucks were so bad for the last certainly two weeks. Uh, six receivers had just crushed them in the last two games for Buffalo and and Houston. And you thought, okay, you know, concentrated targets from Levis, and they tried. You know, they they did their, you know, a lot of you know just giving opportunities, but it just didn't didn't work. Um, I think it was almost addition by subtraction. The Bucks defense got better with Carlton Davis not playing. Um, and then Aaron Jones, you know, I, I think you're probably the one that should speak on that one. I, I already did. With, <laughs> you know, how your high expectations were. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I already did. I, I thought I was fairly satisfied with the opportunities. Surprised he struggled as much as he did with them. Um, all right. Those are uh, our winners and our losers. Some goal line work wasn't really much. I mean, I think at this point in the season, I'm kind of done tracking the goal line work, except the Bijan stuff was great. The almost touchdowns. Michael Pittman tackled at the one yard line on the next that play. Was a touchdown. What's that? Oh, it was absolutely a touchdown. That, he a should touchdown. Have been, that should have counted for Pittman. Yeah. And it ended up being a Jonathan Taylor touchdown run uh, a couple of plays later. Keaton Mitchell nearly had a touchdown catch. Robert Woods stepped out of bounds, uh, and then he came back in bounds, and he caught a touchdown, and so that was it would have been an even bigger game for C.J. Stroud, but that was an illegal touch. Mike Evans dropped the absolute easiest catch of his career, and then he caught one later where he So dragged, did Tyler Boyd. So did Tyler Boyd, yep, and they, they lost because of it, I'd have to say. Um, what of it? They lost. Because? They lost. Because. No, they lost because of uh, it. <laughs> We we learned this morning on the live stream that Adam can't pronounce because. I don't I don't know how I say it, nor do I know how it's supposed to be said. Like if you were because. gonna ph- phonetically give me the spelling of it phonetically. Of how you say it? Uh, of how it should be said. Well, how do you say cause? C A W Z, I guess. Okay, so now say because. Because C A W Z. What do I say with an S? You say it like it's got an O in it. <laughs> because O. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> Tyler Boyd dropped a touchdown. Um, Trenton Irwin was wide open for a touchdown, and Burrow missed him. Calvin Ridley, oh, yeah, I mentioned drew two pass interference penalties. Good for him. Marquise Brown was open for like a 30-yard touchdown, and Kyler missed him. And same same game, same quarterback. Michael Wilson came up a yard short of a touchdown. That was also a touchdown. No, I don't think so. I thought uh, it was. Yes, it was. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, they showed, well, I thought he was down. His knee was down. <laughs> so did the official. <laughs> uh, Clayton Toon came in for the for the tush-push touchdown. But that really oh, could have been a big, big, big game for Kyler Murray. Jamie's just giving everybody touchdowns. All right, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll get into the game, starting with the Germany game. Um, let's not... Let's yeah, also... Forget about the, my games of the week for, for week 10. Who who were they? Well, I'll tell you when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The first game of the week was Colts-Patriots, just so I could sing in German. It was, uh, it was a fun bit. Did you hear about that, Heath? Did you see that or hear it? No, no, I, I missed that one. It is absolutely <laughs> worth your time, and this is for everybody. Go back to Friday's podcast, and this is a chance for you to watch it happen on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash today. Look for Friday's podcast. It starts it part two for week 10. Adam sings the game of the week. Do you want me to sing? Do you want me to do it again? No, please, God, no. (laughs) But it was hysterical when you did it. And it's worth your time, Heath, I promise. It was very funny. Anyway, the speed of the work, the speed of the work, yeah, I can't even say it, uh, was a dud. But the other one was San Francisco Jacksonville. I could have chosen like 10 games this week, and I chose San Francisco Jacksonville. Colts 10, Patriots 6. Heath, what do we got? Demario Douglas is an ad, even though he's going into his buy. Or Demario Douglas is a must-hold player over his buy. Yep, I'd prefer to. Even in non PPR, I might be okay with that. Nah, maybe not. Full PPR, yes. Bailey Zappi to Demario Douglas going to be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, fun is- what a strange game for Ramondre Stevenson. Twenty carries and only and three catches, which wasn't bad. But start of the week, I think you got to be happy with 23 touches. I know it didn't score, but... Yeah, he, he had a very good game. He just didn't have a great fantasy game. Right. All right, there's really not much to talk about there. Uh, Minnesota 27, New Orleans 19. <clears throat> um, believe it or not, you should go right back to starting Taysom Hill after the bye. And Taysom Hill is a holdover the bye. Oh, that's a good one. I think I'm going to say yes to that. He's a hold over the bye. I believe it. The only thing I think you got to keep in mind is that most people that have Taysom Hill probably added him with another tight end. And so what is your other tight end situation? You know, so do you have two tight ends on a bye? Do you have somebody that's coming off a bad game? Do you have somebody that's playing better and you can afford to make another roster move? So if your only tight end is Taysom Hill, yes, I would probably hold him and see what you can pick up as a bye week replacement. But you may have to make a tough call there. And... Does he have the same opportunities or more if Derek Carr is not right coming off their bye? This was a game where the Saints did not have any snaps inside the 10. If they did have some snaps inside the 10, I'm pretty sure Taysom Hill would have done some better things than one carry for six yards, four targets, two catches, 17 yards. That's going to be so tough for people to look at after what he's been the past few weeks. I kind of feel but you like- said you've been saying it, Adam, for a few days now, and he reiterated the same sentiment on FFT on HQ this morning. Like we're due for some bad games for him, oh, and yeah. that's just kind of the the nature of what the Taysom Hill experience is when he's not finding the end zone because he's not going to be a consistent receiver. Then you're either getting some empty stat lines because of the just the rushing is just not enough, or even worse, like what we saw today. I we got to talk about Josh Dobbs, guys. Two straight games now with more than 27 fantasy points in his first two games with Ooh. the Vikings, who don't even have Justin Jefferson yet. They will next week. They probably will next week against Denver and then Chicago and then a bye and then the Raiders. It's a pretty good schedule. 
Um, yeah, I mean, is he? Do you think he's okay? Brock Purdy or Josh Dobbs rest of the season? Dobbs, Dobbs. I agree. All right. So the only thing that I think that you got to worry about a little bit is do they try to force feed the ball to Jefferson too much, and that takes Dobbs out of running. Right. I don't okay. think that's the case, but you know you have that type of player, and you know what he's capable of doing in terms of Jefferson. Like, does I don't think the strength of Josh Dobbs' game is going to be dropping back forty times and just throwing it. Can I ask one more, Adam? Oh yeah, Josh Dobbs or Trevor Lawrence? Rest Josh Dobbs. Oh, Dobbs. That's Dobbs. Yeah, I, in Dynasty, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Adam is officially. This is the Al Melchior DTM. Yeah, but you know what though? <laughs> it, it's it it sounds like a a, a funny question, but I, I think there's a second layer to it. Kirk Cousins is a free agent, and if Dobbs mm-hmm. does have a playoff run, yeah, because he's going to be cheaper than Cousins by far. Does he? become an option for Minnesota for 2024 if he plays well. I think I've decided I'm just going to blame Doug Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that seems legit. Hopefully it's not, it's not a bad place to place, not a bad way to, not a bad person to place blame on because he should take over play calling right now. Their, their play calling is awful. You know, last year, the, the, what's the, what's the coordinator's name? I always forget. The guy who does the play call, whatever. They used to split it. Peterson would call it Pep Hamilton, right? No. No, not Pep Hamilton. Jacksonville? What, yeah, what the hell is his name? Not Pep Hamilton. Press Taylor. Press, Press Taylor. Taylor. No, Pep Hamilton. Um, <laughs> Press. I don't think Pep's in the league. Yeah, no. Press Taylor. They used to split it where Pre- Press Taylor would call the second half. Peterson would call the first half. So I don't even know. But I just, my, it's just, when it's all said and done and I have to figure out where it went wrong and I have to find some place to blame, I'm just going to say it's Peterson. Because you look at what happened with Wentz. First year was great. He just got worse and worse every year. So I'm just going to blame Peterson. Yeah. Um, or maybe there'll be a, a surge. Who knows? So do you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better after Peterson than Carson Wentz was? <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> um, I feel a little... I mean, I don't know that Jordan Addison is going to be even a top 24 receiver when Jefferson's back. I, I mean, I would say no. No, right? no. No, yeah, no. What was he before? Touchdown He will guy. be worse than that, whatever it, he was before. What, what, where does he rank amongst the rookies after now that Jeff, when Jefferson is back? Like six? At receiver? Yeah. I mean, you would take clearly Puka over him. Yes. Tank. Tank over him. Yes. I think Zay Flowers. That's the range where I think he's going to land, though. Because I think similar. he can still have his fair share of like 12, 13, 14. I don't think he's going to have – see, I, I, I'm i more with Adam. I think it could be really, really bad once Jefferson's back. So I think Dobbs is going to throw 12 times a game to TJ Hawkinson, no matter who's out there. There's right. a tight end out there. He's going to throw the ball to him 10 times a game. Well, no. Three of his first five games, he had at least 16 PPR points with Cousins. Yeah, but now they also had a donut in those games. So, like, mm. all right, so be below that season, mark. Rest of the season, we you asked the question: uh, Demario Douglas or Jordan Addison? I'd Douglas. rather have Addison than Douglas. I'd take Addison, Douglas. but here's one that we haven't said that I think I'd take over Addison is Josh Downs. Yep. Uh, also, still has a buy coming up. I don't know, man. Addison's a really good wide receiver. Nearly had a touchdown today. And Dobbs is playing really, really well. Yeah. I'll tell you who's about to look, at least based on some of the things he did today. Quinn Johnson looks like he's ready to take off. Mm, that was very encouraging. 
Yep. He, the touchdown was really nice. The play was drawn up for him on a fourth down play, but he had a lot of gaffes before then too. Just do not throw him the ball running away from the quarterback. He needs to be running sideways or standing still. He cannot be yeah, running away from the quarterback. Pass interference calls today too. He had a great celebration, a really good dancing. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next game here. Cleveland and Baltimore loved it. 33-31. Cleveland somehow pulls out this win. Um, Deshaun Watson scores 18.2 fantasy points. A really very good game for fantasy, except, well, I guess I wouldn't say that because Andrews and Jackson were total letdowns. What do you got, Heath? I have two. So the first one is, believe it or not, the second one is a, a rank on the scale. But believe it or not, Amari Cooper is a must-start wide receiver no matter who he plays or where he plays. Three receiver leagues, yes. Two wide receiver leagues now. What? What does this guy have to do? Yeah, I'm just starting with this. Come point. on, unless, every time unless he's with Watson, Watson. He's a walking boot on the way out of the game today, unless Watson's out. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, every he's four out of five games with Watson. He's had like 80 or more yards or something, or 90 or more yards. He's 89 or more in five of six. He's just a number two like receiver. That. I don't know if the ceiling's much higher than that. Top 15 at best, but top 24 receiver. Yes, he's 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 a starter. Like you, so, you're, you're you're better with him than you are with. Um, God, we just said uh, Hopkins at this point by far. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. No, I I, 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 I agree to you. I'm going to stop. I'm going to put the same Brock Purdy rule on him. I just can't rank Amari Cooper below wide receiver 24 any longer this season. The other one is we have to rank Keaton Mitchell on the Jaleel McLaughlin, Devon Achan scale. <laughs> <laughs> he has to, this is, this is a, a one or a two. So is he, is he Jaleel McLaughlin? Is he Devon Achan? Achan. Dave, <laughs> Dave, like he's trying to figure out the scale. No, I think. Dave, it did. I mean, Dave's look. If, if, if the question is, could he be the best running back on his team? The answer is yes. Um, right, cool. but I, I don't really think that's the question, though. The question is, is going to well, have the, a fantasy? The question is, could he be a backup that's only going to get limited touches and and maybe have some success, or can he be the best player on his team at that position? You're not asking the right question. You're asking. He was can. definitely Devon Achan in the first quarter. You need quarter. to ask Will. <laughs> yeah, will that's he the thing. be? Like in the first quarter, he was Devon Achan, and in the second <laughs> half, he was uh, a nobody. Yeah, will he be? I, I think I know. Well, what now, he can now we're be. doing quarter by quarter for H and McLaughlin. in the first quarter, every other game is great. You would think that a coaching staff would see what he did on that run and keep giving him the football. They gave him three carries in the game, three snaps in the second He's half. Also they coming back from really, a hamstring injury, still a rookie too. There maybe, but there's obviously something going on that that keeps the Ravens coaching staff from freeing Keaton. Could Mitchell. have been the drop. Maybe. Could have been that. Could have been something else. We can go back and watch and see. Heath, you've been really good at finding that stuff in the past. Maybe you'll be able to see it. But Keaton Mitchell, like first quarter, I was super excited. I was tweeting about him being just as good as Devon Achan. They, they, he doesn't get the usage of Devon Achan. Okay. So we, we don't know. A scale of Achan to McLaughlin, we, we don't know. All right, next game. Ahead of McLaughlin, he's behind Achan. Next game is Pittsburgh 23, Green Bay 19. Another good one. What do you got? Christian Watson is the third best receiver on the Packers. Uh, Behind Luke Musgrave? No, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs, the guys who scored touchdowns. Oh, okay, today. just anybody who's an actual wide receiver. Yeah, he's just he's not getting the job done. And it's week 10. And Jordan Love still isn't great. He was better. The fantasy numbers will say he was better this week. So I believe that. He's he's number three. Watson's uh, it's rough, man. What's frustrating 
is that I, I kind of highlighted that, not that I wanted to start him, but that this was a matchup that could get him going because the Steelers give up a lot of deep completions. And they did, but they didn't give him up to Christian Watson. You know, it's Jaden Reed getting that long touchdown. And I thought it was very funny that uh, in our Bake Burger Dynasty League, Dan Schneier is trying to tank, um, but he ran. <laughs> I guess he ran out of options, so he started Jaden Reed this week. And he started Elijah Moore this week. And he started Jameis Winston this week. <laughs> but he's Oh, you gonna, made a change for him. I did, yeah. But I, he's still going to lose. He's tanking, and it's the first year of the Dynasty League? Three freaking teams are tanking. It, it's In terrible. One very successfully. Very successfully. Yes, that was a hell of a trade. Oh, my gosh. What a great trade. He traded C.J. Stroud for Devontae Smith, two first-round picks, and a second-round pick. Wow. It's super, it's super flex. It's super flex. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Christian Watson. Yeah, sorry, guy. On the other side of the ball, if, if Christian Watson is like a 10 on the dropo meter, where's George Pickens? Four. Six. I was going to say four, too. By the way, what's the roster ship for Jaden Reed? Well, Jaden Reed is 28% rostered, 7%. Throw him on the waiver wire list for sure. All right, we got San Francisco 34 and Jacksonville 3. Blarg. Yeah, so we talked about a lot of this one, right? We talked about Purdy. We talked about Lawrence. There's nothing to say about McCaffrey. Um, Debo Streak's Samuel. Over. What's that? Streak is over. Streak's over. It's a tie. He didn't get in. <laughs> was that was that bad form by the 49ers? Nah. To try and get so. him the touchdown late? I don't think I don't so. think so. It was a blowout. You don't put it your best player in in a blowout to score a late touchdown, but that's a pretty cool streak if he had set the NFL record. Yeah. Yeah. No, but your Debo is interesting, right? I mean, they're all interesting. What are you supposed to do with this? I mean, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle all had big games. They combined for what? 10 targets. Four for 11, four for Debo, okay. four for Kittle, and three for Ayuk. So, like, what do you, there you go. What do you do with that? Believe it or not, you should just start all of the 49ers and not try to figure it out. You got lucky with the Ayuk touchdown. That was an accident. <laughs> I think you could say you got lucky with the Debo rushing touchdown. Yes. Agreed. Or you got lucky with the bomb to Kittle. Yeah, like the Kittle touchdown <laughs> had a little bit of luck to it as well. But that was also Brooke pretty creates luck. pressure and the right matchup. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, do you try to sell off this or do you just write oh, it Oh, yeah, of course. I, I think you do with Ayuk for sure. Okay. It's going to be a merry-go-round with these guys every week. How rare is it when all three of them have 14-plus people? Oh, I'm going to guess they do what the Titans should have done and take advantage of that Tampa Bay defense next week. Sure. But all, and, and, yes, you're going to start them all next week. So yeah. one of them will let you down. I don't know which one. Maybe none of them. It is the Titans. After How many tight ends have moved ahead of Evan Ingram in the recent weeks? McBride? Yes. Kincaid. <laughs> well, McBride and Kincaid, I'm assuming you'd rather have. Ferguson. You'd rather have Ferguson than Evan Ingram? Yeah. I trust his quarterback more. He's finding the end zone. He's getting seven targets weekly when he's in a competitive game. Yeah. Um. Okay. Am I there yet with Ingram? I'm not sure if I'm there yet, being honest. But it's, it's weird that he's not scoring in – the, the the offense just had a really terrible game. It's weird that he's not scoring. None of them score. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the, well, that's in Jacksonville, yeah, I guess you're right about that. 
And again, they fumbled inside the 10-yard line, which is just kind of what they do. Uh, Houston 30, Cincinnati 20. What a weird play that was, by the way. That fumble recovery that got called back on the players because the bench came off the field. And I'll go to the next game. Houston 30, Cincinnati 27. This was a decent game. It was okay. CJ Stroud has passed Joe Burrow in the dynasty quarterback rankings. Wow. No way. Five years five years younger. Wow. I'm gonna say not I'm, I'm not gonna believe it. I'm That's not gonna old. believe it either. But the fact well, you that always you have a little bit of an anti Joe Burrow take anyway, though. So. <laughs> and a pro Stroud. He's very pro Stroud. <laughs> also pro Stroud. Well, do you believe it, Heath? I will probably pass yes. I think he's going to pass both Burrow and Herbert. That I just don't know. Like, and they're, I, I'm open to the fact that a month from now that could look dumb. But based on what CJ Stroud has shown us in the NFL at this age, and the fact that he's not playing with, like, he's got good wide receivers, and we love Tank Dell, and Nico Collins is fantastic as a sleeper, but he's not playing with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And we don't know how long Joe Burrow is going to be playing with both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So, yeah. Not Higgins I after this year. I mean, Burrow is so freaking good. Yeah. So is CJ Stroud. I know, but I just take the I guess the He's sure, also, sure I thing. mean, the, the, the Bengals have spent a lot of money on their offensive line. The Texans are certainly not there yet, you know, and right. they, they improved the blocking in front of him. Burrow's got a run game to support him, take pressure off. Stroud does not. I don't care what happened today. You know, there's 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 just a lot to like about the way this kid's playing. It's oh my god. I mean, the fact that he's 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 locked up rookie of the year. He's now put himself in the MVP conversation, you know, because there's no runaway winner. And you know, it it's obviously easy to say it's it's a reactionary take, but they could steal a division from the Jaguars. They already beat them head to head. It's absolutely not a reactionary take. Nothing you said is reactionary. He's really earned it. The Texans have earned it. Yes, they can take this division from the from the Jaguars because Jacksonville could absolutely they've struggled over the balance of the season. They've had their moments where they've been bad. So have the Texans. Oh, but Stroud Stroud began the year playing well. He had a little lull for three games. That Carolina game is going to stick out and be ugly. Last week he was amazing. His his interception was ugly today, but he made some more outstanding throws. Yeah. He's, he's a very good quarterback someday. Like here's, here's the thing about what you talked about, Heath, like who's to say the Texans don't add a stud receiver at some point to try and upgrade on Nico Collins or Noah Brown, the tank Dell will be with them for the ride. And someday they're going to have a run game. That's better than Damian Pearson, Devin Singletary too. I don't think that that's going to necessarily make Stroud a worse quarterback for dynasty purposes. He's he's really good. I just don't know if I'm ready to say that. Yeah, he's ahead of Burrow already. They can both be really right. really good. All right, moving on. Um, Tampa Bay twenty and Tennessee six. Rashad White is a must start running back even against the 49ers next week. Yeah, he is. I I don't think I can name twenty four other running backs. I'd rather start ahead of him at this point. Yeah, I mean four teams are still on a buy, so. Now, are you saying is he a top 12 running back next week against the 49ers? Because that I might have a tough time with. Although, I mean, if you're talking about him or Tony, like Tony Pollard plays the Panthers and Rashad White's against the 49ers. I'm not sure who I want to rank higher. I'm pretty sure (laughs) I will just chance it with Rashad White. I know that sounds ridiculous. Uh, I thought you were going to say you were going to chance it with Pollard. (laughs) No, no, no. 
I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can. I'm just so I, I want to vomit when I think about Tony Pollard. You got to be excited though. You know, like White was really had it. You know, we had the 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 on the fly bus team that we put together. White was not far from that at the start of the season, being that mix, and he's just turned things around in a huge way. You know, and the thing that's nice is you know, and and you mentioned this, I think. Um, at one of the shows we did recently, Heath, I'm sorry, which one, just about his um, his catch rate and what he's been doing in, in the first yeah. two years of his career, that he just, everything in his direction is typically caught. And so, you know, there's not a lot of mistakes being made. And and you see the speed, you know, he was able to have a long play today. So I think in a game where Baker will be under duress quite a bit, Rashad White may still be safe with his receiving numbers. Well, well, Dan, Dan fixed him, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, Dan did. I mean, we have nine. to give Dan credit for Rashad White. He yeah. did actually, unfortunately, have his second target of the season today that he didn't catch. <laughs> he came into this game with only one target that he had not caught. Had the second one today. You can go ahead and just, just try to remember that. I know I'm going to forget it. And then when you remind me of it, I'm going to say, I didn't say that, but I'm going to say it now. He's going to be one of the most overdrafted players next year. Someone's, they're going to play, yeah. he's going to be like a second oh, round pick. Not. They might replace him. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, he's he's free, he's on fire and it's awesome. Chris Godwin is not uh continues to be started in most leagues. He has one touchdown this season and it's just not really getting it done. Um what do you any thoughts real quick on Chris Godwin? We still have four games left, so can't start him next week. Against the no Niners. Chance. But why? I mean, I mean again, like the Niners give up a lot of fan I know they didn't this week. They did to Kirk, but they don't they give up a lot of fantasy points to to uh wide receivers. How can you trust it though? It's Tennessee Godwin, gave up a lot of points it's more to wide receivers. More of a receivers. Godwin thing than a Niners thing to me. Tennessee gave a lot of points to wide receivers. I mean, yeah. Baker's just not looking at him. I don't trust Godwin. No, I'm. I don't trust Godwin any week, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Arizona twenty-five, Atlanta twenty-three. Uh, Bajan Robinson has been set free and will be worth his ADP rest of season. I believe he's been set free. Worth the ADP rest of season? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know if I believe that part. I got a Wednesday show uh, idea for you, Adam. Let's 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 redraft right now. Yes, I think Wednesday I have to do my schedule, my yearly schedule thing. We're getting real close to trade deadlines. I'm going to have to look for the players who have the best and worst playoff matchups. But a redraft does sound like a lot of fun. What do you want to do? Two rounds. Do you want to even bother doing the schedule thing when I'm doing a schedule thing every week? Uh, we could, you oh. could do it. You could just highlight the players that have the best playoff schedules. I do that every week. Yeah, so bring That's it. Part of the whole thing, yes. But he wants you to do it for our audio audience, not just for our written audience. Yeah, I can't just say go to Sportsline. We need it on the show. Fine, <laughs> then we'll do it on the show. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. You know what we could do? We could take that information from the schedule and then put that to use. In a redraft. <laughs> we could. We could do both of the things. Right. The show writes itself. Um, all right. Yeah, well. This is more planning the four of us have done for a podcast than we have in like the last five years combined. This is not just a, a one-week blip for Bijan, right? I mean, we think he's going to take over. That's, that's right. what I just wants to keep his job. He has to feed his best player. And his best player right now is Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Okay. On the other side, how are we feel about Kyler Murray? Seventeen points. Not an amazing game, but like I said, he had a couple of almost touchdowns. Yeah. I, I'm and not worried that, about the rushing. 
No, his nope, not legs anymore. looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Missing Brown open in the end zone, you know, that looked like maybe a little rust. Interception but, was a bad throw. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel great. I feel very happy. Like I'm excited. I, I have too. him. I have him and Trevor Lawrence on a team. I actually have three quarterbacks because Kyler came off IR. I didn't want to drop like I think it was Purdy, Lawrence, Kyler. Like if I drop one of them, it's definitely Lawrence. I'm absolutely keeping. It's Kyler. funny he said I have a similar situation where I have Lawrence Howell and Murray. Oof. It's a keeper league though, so I'm going to hold Lawrence. But yeah. uh, I feel very good now with my quarterbacks because I was starting Lawrence every week. Do you want a sneak preview of the Wednesday show? No, because we're running out of time. But I Fine. If, look at the Cardinals schedule in week 15, uh, 16, ooh, 17, uh. San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia. I don't care. Get me there. I'll figure it out. But again, yeah, it, of course. It, it, it's kind of true. It's like the Eagles have been, for the most part, a very easy matchup. Yeah, but I wonder if by that time of the year they'll be amped up. So, um, Connor, Connor, all right, believe it or not, or buy or sell, different segment. Kyler Murray, James Conner, and Marquise Brown coming off a terrible game are must-starts going forward. Bye. Bye. I'll say bye just so we can get out of this Ooh, All right. Justin Timberlake would agree. Detroit 41, Los Angeles Chargers 38. Uh, you should sell David Montgomery off of this game. Sell or sell high? Well... Selling I mean, him, you know, obviously, you're not going to sell selling him, him as a must right. start running back is selling high. Would you take Raheem Mostert for him? No, neither no would I. Way. No, no. Nope. Would you take Devon Achan for Montgomery? What about Tony Pollard? I wouldn't take Pollard for him. I would take Achan for him. I might take Pollard. I, I do agree <sighs> that this is it's a little nerve wracking to see Gibbs. Getting short yardage touchdowns, seeing Gibbs play really well, three catches on top of it for for thirty five yards. I think the, that's not bad. My, my my issue is when they were in defined roles, it was much easier for David Montgomery to hold on to his job because he had a, a specific job. Mm-hmm. I think if they're going to have these guys go every other series, they they use analytics. <laughs> it doesn't take very sophisticated analytics to see we're scoring touchdowns on all the Jameer Gibbs drives. <laughs> um, but he had a great we should have more of those. I, I don't know. Montgomery had a really good game. You know, it's not like he was bad. He had a that really run great run. Yeah. And if you take away that run, he still had good efficiency. He's had a good season. Let's give him like he's, he's been good for them. Sure. But if, if you've got somebody in your league, that's going to overpay for Montgomery because look at all these touchdowns he scores and, Here's another 100-yard game from Montgomery. Uh, absolutely take advantage. All right. Well, like The only way he's going back to the way things were is if Gibbs starts fumbling or if Gibbs misses time. That's it. Those are the only two ways. This was the, the best of Justin Herbert. Man, was he good today. Uh, this game was so – sorry, Brees Hall manager over there. Uh, yep. <laughs> he just had a touch. Reese Hall manager back. against Jamie. This is a very tense moment. Ooh. Oh, you're going to win. My team's stuck. Oh, I heard that last week. <laughs> uh, this was such a great game for fantasy. I mean, it just Port Laporta Everybody. was an exception, but they all delivered. Um, all right. I don't think we really have to say. Oh, would you rather have Jameer? Uh, would you have Jameer Gibbs or Tony Pollard rest of season? Gibbs. 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 Gibbs or Barkley? 
Gibbs. 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 Gibbs or Bijan. Is Barkley okay? I didn't mention that. He I'm talked sorry. after the game. He, he sound, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, they'll win next week. Um, Bijan or Gibbs? <laughs> Bijan. No, I'll Gibbs. Take- Bijan. <laughs> I think I'll take Bijan, but it's close. Um, Jameer Robinson. Seattle 29. I like that. Seattle 29, Washington 26. DK things are not going to get better for DK Metcalf. Uh, I believe it. He had uh, play on words. PPR. Play on words. Your fantasy team doesn't need Metcalf. Doesn't need Metcalf. <laughs> like <laughs> bread. You're gonna need him. Well, yes. So I am confused <laughs> because he did have 98 yards on 12 targets and seven catches today. I mean, he had two catches for 44 yards on the last possession of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But the last quarter got a little wild here. It really helped out almost everyone in this game. But I think we're kind of crapping on DK Metcalf, one of his best games of the season. Right. But this is one of his best games. 16.8 PPR points is it might be his best game. Statistically, I can look it up. I don't think so. Think or at least fantasy point wise. That's what I mean. I he had, had a 17.2. Okay. So how many more 15 plus PPR point weeks is he going to have? This was his second on the season. They're trying. I mean, it's target after target after target, week in, week out. He gets a lot of targets, a lot of opportunities, a lot of yeah, but- targets. It's just it's not connecting. Well, uh, I don't the 49ers I- twice over three weeks, starting in week 12. This offense came alive in the second half, but they were dreadful in the first half. Well, and it was the perfect matchup too. Like, the, yes, it was that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, I, I this is another sell high guy. I think Ken Walker might be a sell high. I mean, yep. he might. He had a sixty-four yard touchdown catch. If he doesn't have that, even if that's a twenty-yard catch, it's still a pretty bad day for him. Charbonnet yeah. ran a little better too. Now, you like the split, 19 carries for Walker and six for Charbonnet. So you could say, coming out of this, look, if they have a positive game script, because the last two weeks you had Walker dealing with injury, you got a blowout game, you got crushed at Baltimore. As long as they are you know have a positive game script, then he's still going to get a ton of carries and hopefully a goal line touchdown. But I don't know. It wasn't a super encouraging game for Walker, even with that long play. But I'm kind of split, you know, because there was... Oh, wait a minute, we're crapping on Metcalf for his game, and you're crapping on Walker for his game? I'm just saying it wasn't all that encouraging. You know, he hasn't been running the ball all that well lately, and he's not that involved in the passing game. You're lucky if you get two catches out of him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want to give him away for nothing. Dave Montgomery or Ken Walker? Walker. Walker. I'll take Walker. All right. Um, Jets. Nope. Where's that stupid Giants game? Did I delete the Giants game from you, the notes? No, you I went over it. it. You it was supposed to be the before Giants this game. game. What are we, what are we going to tell people about the Giants game that we haven't already said? Giants 40, Cowboys 49, Giants 17. Believe it or not, the Giants were the first team in NFL history to have a goal line stand and give up 49 points. <laughs> were they? I, I don't know. Uh-oh. I was just trying to think of something to say about this game. <laughs> Believe it or not, the Giants had first down and 10 after an interception at the Cowboys' 11-yard line and didn't score. That happened. I believe that. Yeah, that sounds right. That, what, that's what's your level believable. of concern for Barkley? He had uh, 13 carries for 66 yards and two catches for negative five yards. Hi. Hi. Agreed. I, I'd rather have Tony Pollard. <laughs> yeah. 
He did have four four straight games with basically fourteen to nineteen points before this. And I got one for you, Adam, since you love to crap on this guy. Who would you rather have rest of season? Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes? Pat Ooh. Patrick Mahomes. This is uh the second time I don't know. second time in Dak's career that he scored thirty three or more points in three straight games. Uh, he did it in 2020, I think, and then he got hurt, oh, season-ending injury. What is the combined score of the Giants and Cowboys games over the last two years? It was 89-17 this year. I don't know. <laughs> wow. that's What does I say? I think that's 14 in a row that the Cowboys have won with Dak Prescott, something like that, 13 mm. in a row. Um, yeah, they, this is the worst of Barkley. This is the worst. You knew they were going to get blown out here. Right. So they got Washington. You were hoping Barkley would total 100 yards or maybe find the end zone. Did um did Zach's did joke come to fruition of uh Cooper Rush outscoring Tommy DeVito? Will you stop? And Rico that was Dattle? me. That was me. That wasn't you. Enrico Dattle outscoring Saquon Barkley. No, I know he, Rico Dattle outscored Tony Pollard. Rico Dattle definitely outscored Barkley. He said the Cowboys DST would outscore every tight end this week. I think, and Didn't I don't. Happen. I don't think that happened. I said. No. Cooper Rush would outscore Tommy DeVito, and that also did not happen. DeVito scored 17 points. I do think in non-PPR, Rico Dattle outscored Saquon Barkley and Tony Pollard combined. <laughs> What's your interest level going to be in adding Brandon Cooks? Not. It's now what? The game prior to the buy their buy was week seven? It's a touchdown in three of his last four games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, look, it's... It's not it's not horrible in a like rest rest of season right now. Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas. Dude, I don't even know if Thomas is healthy. Yeah, or going to be allowed to play football. Again, uh, okay. Cooks. Okay. If if that's Cooks. if that's too Demar- low hanging fruit. Demario Douglas. Fine. Demario Douglas. I would take Douglas and PPR and Cooks and none. Yeah. This if this, if this offense the- is going to revolve around Dak and Dak's going to throw it, I might chance it with Cooks. This was the first game since September that Brandon Cooks had more than four targets. Well, yeah. maybe the Cowboys will realize that they should use him a little bit more. Listen, this Patriots passing game, it's either Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi or maybe Malik Cunningham. It's not going to be great shakes for DeMario Douglas uh, outside of full PPR leagues as a number three receiver. Like, he's never going to have a game like this. Yeah, Cooks has this kind of upside. We well, knew that even before today. This couldn't have been a better situation, though. I, the Giants came into the game without a Dory Jackson. They lost their best pass rusher and two more defensive backs in this game. So it was just a well, That was the reason why the Cowboys did so well. Well, Brandon Cooks, I mean, it was just a layup. Nobody could cover him. Nobody could cover anyone. All right. Uh, it was Doug Peterson's fault anyway. We're, uh, we're out of here. We are going to talk to you on uh, the Beyond the Box score tomorrow, but... I don't know if you guys want to hop on. Feel free. Jacob's out. It's just me and Schneier. Let me know. All right. I'll see those guys on Tuesday. No. (laughs) It's the negative. Uh, Thanks for watching, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 